This is the City and the Sound Music Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Holden. On today's episode, the guest is going to be, well, me. That's right, in between doing this podcast, I record some music, and recently I've released a video and a song called What's Going Down. During that time, I went up to Asheville, North Carolina to see my good friend Crawford King of the Band Resort Realism. And while I was up there, we did an interview, him interviewing me. So before we get started with today's podcast, what I want you to do is to open your ears, expand your mind, and then take a listen to this. here with brother josh man it's, it's weird being the other side of the microphone usually I'm, I'm i'm hitting the questions so it's weird being the other side of that brother josh aka joshua a holt that's right man you know what the a stands for d you looked at me confused <laughs> i saw your id last night <laughs> what does a stand for uh, anthony anthony yeah well um yeah we are interviewing the interviewer tables have turned exactly man and uh as it should be, because he's got a lot to say. And uh, you recently uh, released a single two days ago. Yes, I did. I, uh, it's called What's Going Down. Uh, you helped me produce it. Well, I was about to Let, say let's, that. Let's not get too forward on there. Let's, let's talk about <laughs> our relationship a little bit in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that the mix and arrangement sounded uh, impeccable. <laughs> I, I want to. <laughs> I'm just so all this mid-hub critics who are just out there just marking notes off, like yeah, your ring wasn't top tier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, well, my name is Crawford King. I have a project called Resort Realism, and Josh interviewed my project, which is how we met. Uh, but yeah, I've been helping Josh with his EP that is forthcoming. forthcoming yes, um, that's going to be titled The Operator. Hell yeah. Yeah. The Operator uh, coming out. Uh, tentatively in October, you know. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so What's Going Down was released two days ago. Yeah, it was released on Friday. You know, there's a video directed by my guy Duncan. Um, really, really fun video. Uh, it was. It's kind of a depressed house party. That's mm-hmm. kind of what the song sounds like. So I wanted the video to kind of reflect that, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Is that your first music video? Uh, no, I was I was in my other project, Brother Josh and the Quickness. We did a music video for a song called Low Key, but this would be like the first like artistic, you know, like music mm-hmm. video. We you know got shots and we like planned it out. We did like a dolly shot and shit. So like that, this is like really like I guess the first artistic like this is art type music video, you know? Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I encourage everybody to watch the music video. It's it's awesome. It is. And and the dolly shot is, is sweet. Yeah. I think, what do they call it? Double dolly shot? So it wasn't a true double dolly. Uh, uh-huh. You know, a double dolly traditionally is like you get, you got like, you got a camera right on uh-huh. a dolly and a person's in a dolly and you're the moving backwards and you're right. Well, uh-huh. means, uh, or forwards. Uh, in this case, Duncan was like, we don't got that kind of budget. <laughs> so we, we took a giant piece of plywood and we put a carpet on top of it. And at the bottom of one side of the carpet, there's a stool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, they moved it really slowly, and I could prop myself on the stool so I didn't, like, bust my ass, like, within, like, the first few seconds of the shot. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the first double dolly shot uh, Bobby from my band was telling me, uh, I think was Jaws. There, there's definitely a, a famous double dolly. Is it the zoom shot? Like, when it goes in on Roy Schneider? When he's like, Yeah, at I the- think it's a zoom. Okay. Maybe that's not a double that's dolly. That's not a double dolly. It's a zoom no, I don't know. Some, something about your music video remind, <laughs> reminded me of the jaw shot. <laughs> I was so fucking awkward. I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked like you're about to be eaten by a shark. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I don't, I don't even know this as someone who's been working with you. Your current project and current direction. How is that different from Brother Josh and the Quickness or? I don't know. Could you just tell 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 us a little bit about Brother Josh and the Quickness, and then how that kind of led to you being where you are today? Sure. Um, so you know, I, I formed the Quickness uh, in twenty seventeen. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to do a music showcase for my um, just kind of music I was writing. I didn't want to do a band. I just wanted to mm-hmm. just have a showcase. Uh, and then lo and behold, we started performing. And then like our drummer was like, "Let's make a band," you know, right? Uh, and so very much mm-hmm. we formed a band and that became the quickness. I, I think the quickness is really defined as kind of like a essentially kind of like a live band, you know, sort of similar yeah. to like, you know, like ch- like Charles Bradley and the Minahan Street Band, or uh-huh. like Hugh Lewis and the News, like those kind of bands. Yeah. It's very much, you know, like um, that kind of band kind of set up. Um, yeah. Whereas is the stuff, the stuff that I'm doing now is a bit different just because. You know, so much of uh, the stuff we did was like live in the studio. It was kind of, kind of with the intention of being played live. You know, like, and that's right. how it was designed and recorded. Uh, with this, I really thought about a lot of bedroom pop, like uh-huh. Tame Impala, those kind of guys who just kind of you know zone in and just like work in some stuff. So a lot of the stuff that's done in the CP is kind of just me sitting with ideas and like working on them playing bass guitar, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like you know having like a bunch of different members play it. So it's kind of it's been just interesting to see you know, how kind of doing a solo project is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where did the name, uh, the quickness come from? <laughs> <laughs> so this is funny. Uh, I, I, I never told the story. I've told people brother Josh comes from, that comes from my, um, my uncle, Jonathan called me brother Josh. Uh-huh. And also, uh, my mom's boyfriend, Sean, also called me brother Josh. They did not, they don't know each other, but somehow that, that name stuck. <laughs> so I was like, that's a cool name to use. I don't like my uh-huh. real name. Uh, the Quickness, man. I have a good friend in Bryce who, uh, he has a, he has a thing called Wichita Productions. So he's put on uh-huh. like shows and stuff in um, the Southeast Mississippi. So, you know, they're doing a show and I was like, hey man, one of these shows, I'm going to rap out. Just, just, I'm going to spit some shit. Uh, and so what happened was that, you know, 
I did a, I did a video recording of me rapping to a beat. <laughs> and then Bryce was like, that's sick. You're going to do that at one of these shows. And I was like, no, no, don't do not do that to me. Don't. And I think one of the first tri- lines is like, yo, which cow, which trial come through with the quickness? <laughs> no one heard whatever the fuck I was after that. It was all it was all white noise. These people, all they heard was the quickness. <laughs> so every so every other time after that, it's like, is the quickness with you? Is the quickness? <laughs> and so then when like, and so when I, when we ever did Brother Josh and the Quickness, when I was doing the band name, I didn't really give a fuck about the name. I was like, I don't care what it is, you know. And there's someone's like, what about uh-huh. Brother Josh and the Quickness? And I was like. So you just said me and me is the name, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> fucking redundant. <laughs> yeah. I like it, though. But, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make if, sense if, it's, it's not like Hugh Lewis in the news where it's like, this is Hugh Lewis. And this is the news. It's like, this is Josh. And also Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but in, in in this aspect, the quickness is, would be a band, you know? Yeah. What's your uh, Zodiac sign? I'm a Gemini, man. Dude, that's what I was going to say. It's double the twins, the double image. <laughs> Brother Josh and the quickness is the two aspects. Two aspects of, yeah, he's like Brother Josh, and then he, when he's really fast, he's the quickness. <laughs> he runs like nine miles per hour and shit. Yeah. Um, not to get too far off the rails here, but do you, do you feel like you do have any kind of like Gemini kind of split, sort of polarized sort of personality? Um, sides? I'll, I'll say this. I'll just, I'll just say this, and then I'll answer that question. Um, I think people who believe that shit are fucking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> like. Like they're just like yeah you know and and the signs and the stars like I don't fucking <laughs> I don't I, I don't know, maybe some um I guess so like I'm pretty when I'm not doing music stuff I'm pretty like awkward pretty not really talkative I'm like I'm the last guy to like uh-huh. get people the party started I'm very much the awkward guy um as opposed to uh-huh. my music stuff where it's very much like you know that's me expressing myself um yeah it's funny I we had a choir director at, at my high school. And he would always talk about like having a singer's personality. Yeah. And you know the guys who sing lead, you know, in the choir or like fronting a rock band, they uh-huh. do have that very like extroverted, open personality, yeah. smooth kind of like ladies' man kind of thing. Um, I don't sing because it's not <laughs> it's not my personality. Yeah. At least I don't sing publicly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get out there, you know, show yourself. Yeah. Sing in front of people. I mean, you know, I I get that. Yeah, I I think what it is is so much of like of of uh um a lot of like you know I'm pretty 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 private pretty like pretty just a pretty like chill you know kind of quiet guy for the most Would part. Would you say extroverted or introverted mm. or ambivert? What is the ambivert? I don't know some bullshit. You made that shit up. <laughs> it, I didn't make it up. But it, it, it means like both. Okay, like, like well, I guess, well I guess well I guess I am a Pokemon then because uh, I'm. A- <laughs> <laughs> I guess I am an ampivert. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's thing. I like to be at home, chill, uh-huh. not be around anybody. But also, I want to be like you know, like go out. I want you know, when I see bands, sometimes I'm like, I wish that was me on stage. Like I, I want that too. Uh, so I think I kind of I have fallen on both sides. Well, of that, you, you know? yeah, you done both. I mean, the bedroom pop thing is very like introverted, kind of like yeah. personal side. Mm. But being a band leader is is the other side. Yeah, it is because you, you gotta you gotta lead. You know, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Well, let's uh, let's take it back. Take okay. it back to the beginning. To the beginning. <laughs> um, how did you? What were your earliest sort of musical experiences when you when you realized you wanted to pursue music? And uh, yeah, what was that like? Um, so I'd really say my parents are pretty much the kind of the people who like influenced that the most. Um, because you know they had me. Uh, they're you know they're very young parents, so the kind of the musical uh-huh. taste they had are very uh, 
very like very cool, you know. I know when every right. everyone's I know people are just like my dad showed me like the Temptations and like uh uh-huh. you know like the Beatles or some shit, but like you right. know my dad is a huge hip hop head like Nas yeah uh, you know Gangstar stuff like that. My mom's big in the jazz and like R and B like stuff like Jamiroquai uh-huh. and like Portishead and stuff like that. So uh-huh. uh, a lot of the music that I make is almost seems like me trying to do the music that my parents showed me in some aspects, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you, you remember like growing up, like hearing music around the house? Yeah. Or? I, I remember hearing like, you know, like my, my dad, uh, he's the type of dude, he, like, he loves hip hop. So, uh, you know, I can remember, I, I'm pretty good at remembering hip hop songs, like rapping pretty well. Cause my dad would be like, do you hear what they're saying? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> like he, he, he'll rap the lyrics himself in the car. And so then that, that'll uh-huh. make me remember the lyrics too. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, so I, so I, so I, you know, so that was some of my earliest memories of like hearing hip hop music. My mom would play like jazz, like uh-huh. Miles, John Coltrane, Donald Byrd, uh-huh. uh, and also as I said, Jamiroquai. And like I think one of the first big songs I wanted to do that I was like, we want to do music. It's probably like Hall and Oates. I can't go for that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that like, and I, I have like all their albums now for the most part. And I, yeah. that really kind of informed like some of the music I wanted to do when like hearing uh-huh. that stuff. You know, um, how old were you when you, you know, listened to Hall and Oates? Uh, I think. I, I mean, I must have been like in elementary school. I don't know like, uh-huh. the, the exact age, but I must have been like a kid. Because uh, I remember, like, you know, I heard Hall Notes, and then my mom bought like a Jamie Cullen CD, and I heard that. Yeah. Uh, and then like also like m- like Maroon Five was out at the around the time uh-huh. too. Uh, and then like oh, there was always Jamiroquai was always just like the, the the band that was always like being played all the time. And I would listen to. Um, so yeah, it's so, like most of like elementary school, like most of like until I was ten, I was always just like hearing music you know but not not like absorbing and like thinking about like oh i want to do this so just kind of think right. of absorbing music and just like you know hearing it yeah were you were you one of these kids that was like singing and like making up songs like just by yourself like so i would sing but i wouldn't tell anybody uh <laughs> there's like there's like a video of me being 12 like singing a song and just like like and i was like no one look at this this is yeah i would i would like i would hear these songs my mom would play like jamie cullen's like 20 something or like mm-hmm. uh jay i'm not sing it like all the time um and like I remember, like went to fifth grade, and I would be like singing, like just th- singing these just songs. People were like, "What the fuck is he singing?" Like this song, this indie ass like jazz musician. I was just singing like all the time, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, did you play guitar back then, or was that later? I didn't get into guitar. Uh, really, so it's really funny. So you know, I, I would sing a lot and I would write songs, but the way I would write songs is like hear other songs and then put my lyrics on on top of them, you know. So like. Hall notes, private yeah. eyes. I'd be like, "This is private lives by John." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Which is the the earliest yeah. way uh, to to make new music. You got to start with somebody else's. Well, uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So, um, but I didn't. I I would write songs and stuff and show them to people, and they'd be like, "This sounds great." It really has no there's no melody to it. It's not, uh, just a bunch of lyrics, you know. Um, and so that's why I kind of realized I need to kind of get into an instrument, you know, n- get these ideas in my head like on out in the world. Interesting. So you knew you wanted to sing and, and write songs before you started formally training on an instrument yeah like i knew i wanted to write songs and stuff and like sing but i just didn't have uh-huh. an instrument to like get those songs out yeah. so i you know i i started playing guitar when i was like 17 so uh-huh. at this point it's been like almost like it's been like about 10 years since i've been playing guitar you know? yeah um so what was that like when you started playing guitar it was terrible it was fucking awful because yeah. <laughs> like i have like a like a shitty like classical guitar the school gave me for like 20 dollars so like uh-huh. it was out of tune um i really i think the first like two or three years of guitar you're just gonna have to realize it's not gonna sound that great. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of playing like open chord songs, which is fine. You know, that's yeah. kind of you know what the, the rule of the land is. Um, I really think I didn't start getting good in it until like I got to like 
like junior year of college, um, I started to hear stuff like Chic by Neil Rogers. Yeah. Uh, I started to hear like a bunch of like just a lot of those R and B chords, which I use yeah. a lot in my songs. That's this where I was uh-huh. like, I I want to play like this, you know, right. not like rock guitar, which I thought I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Let's. Uh, you know, you're talking about you know listen to Hall and Oates mm-hmm. and like subbing in your own lyrics for theirs and yeah you know having like having like a model mm-hmm. and you know it's almost like a north star like as you're learning to something you're like i want to sound like this person or that yeah um you know who were your other heroes where it was like i love music and i want to i'm inspired by this person and i want yeah i know my direction is something like what they did yeah um hmm i think i think as a kid i think uh i think like i really like as a Jamiroquois, i really like michael jackson stuff uh-huh. Um, the wonder. I, I really think I didn't get musical heroes until I got to high school. Because as a kid, uh-huh. it was just music. I didn't like. I didn't absorb. Right. Like I had an idea of who these people were, but I didn't like. Be like, man, I'm, I mean, you were <laughs> like that didn't come. Well, to, back then, I mean, at least for me, there wasn't Wikipedia. So yeah. like, how would you even? Know? I mean, maybe there's like VH1. Exactly. Or, so uh, I just thought this. I just thought like music existed, right? And people make it, you know. Yeah. Um. So when I got to high school, I really got into like, um. I was really big 80s kick. So Hall Notes was, you know, uh-huh. starter in that. Um, Huey Lewis in the News was big on that. Uh, I, I, there's, there, there's there's a post I made on um on my Facebook when I was like like 15. It's like, these are my musical idols. Like, anyone cared mm-hmm. what the fuck I, my musical idols were on a Facebook page. But, like, that, like, Paul McCartney from the Beatles, big in the uh-huh. uh, Someone else. I think Phil Collins. You know, I, I was – I think the person – I'd probably say the most person I, like, I aspire to – and that kind of sound music, I'd probably say the probably the one I like the most is Phil Collins in that because you know yeah. the first that whole first solo album is just him in his house, kind of alone making music, you know, and like making very uh-huh. like R and B oriented kind of pop music, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, but with like the eighties kind of production. With eighties kind of production, but it sounds so good. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, but you know, as a musician, you can. Some musicians, some people in music are mostly performers, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. on stage. Some people are, you know, just studio heads, like mm-hmm. some like Todd Rundgren. You know, some people are like wizards on their instrument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so where where do you where do you see yourself? You know, we all wear many hats, but where do you see yourself fitting into this? Uh, you know, all this tapestry of of of, of roles that um, one can take in music. Um. I'd like to say I'm primarily a singer songwriter. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I think when people think of singer songwriter, they think of like Carol King and like Neil Young, like with right. a guitar and singing songs. But like, but John Legend too. Yeah, like, John Legend singer songwriter. Yeah. You know, like uh, Marvin Gaye. You know, yeah. like, uh, like, um, yeah, like uh, I think I primarily do is write songs. You know, uh, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, and r- and right now I guess technically I'd be like a a, a, a studio guy, but not really. <laughs> my studio is my office. You know, and I. Yeah, I have my right. I have my gear in there and stuff, uh, and I try to just kind of get my sound, you know, from my but computer. But on some level, you're an engineer too, because you're setting up your mic in your studio. True, and, yeah, it's true. And I, you know, I know I've seen your Logic sessions. You know, you gotta choose which little amp simulator you want. True, and man. Some true, and it's true. I got an amp, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to probably mic it, so I'm just using the Logic <laughs> amps half the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. It just, yeah, it just works. Yeah. Um, so when you when you are uh, writing new music. And new songs, mm-hmm. um, you know, how does that? What is your creative process like? Um, I think it's changed a lot. It used to be when I first played and played guitars, like let me just trim out some chords and see if I can uh-huh. get 
um, something. And I'll tell you right now, that shit does not work. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it doesn't. Like, I, I, uh-huh. I just can't just, like, be like, oh, yeah, just, yeah, that B minor goes through. Like, th- th- never, it, never, it never helps me. So usually for me, um, I think – I I think it's just a thing of just like a lot of boredness, and then mm-hmm. the idea comes in my head, and I'm just like, oh. And so then now it's the and now it's the game of me having to pick up my guitar and figure out what what am I playing in my head? What are those chords? Interesting. So yeah, so like f- for instance, what's going down is really interesting because I had a song uh, called Between You and Me, and the melody's like uh-huh. something like that, uh-huh. and I, and I liked it, but it was a bit too like a bit too folky in my head. And I yeah. was like, I was like, there's gotta be a way to like make that. Oh, part into like a, like a melody with words. And so it's yeah. like, what's going down, yeah. down, down. And so then I picked up my guitar and I was like, all right, what is those chords? I uh-huh. figured out this like, Oh, it's these, these chords. And that's how that kind of song came about. Um, so were you normally like in that, in that situation, you know, you spoke of kind of like hearing chords in your head yeah. and then figuring it out. And then the words came after. Um, I don't, I don't know about that. I think usually the way it comes is like the melody comes first, and uh-huh. I have to figure out what chords are the melody. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. Um, did you ever have songs where it's like the first ne- like little nugget of inspiration is is like a uh, like a piece of poetry, like a vocal phrase or um, like a chorus? Little y- most of the time, most of the songs I have start with choruses. Uh, uh-huh. I. Like I can get verses sometimes with like, like what's going down without you. I just like I'm, I remember because uh-huh. like I'm, I have my voicemail on my phone. What I do is um, most of the times like I'll be thinking, I'm just doing some random. I remember what's what's out you. I was going to Ollie's, um, what's that called? Like Ollie's Discount Mart or some shit like that. You know, as the weird Albert Einstein looking dude, and it, it's anyway, it's not important. But as I was walking in there, I was just like, me just done. Because I sing to myself all the time, uh, and yeah. I was like, okay. And I take out my phone, voice recorded it right, and so then I went um, home, and I I, I kind of forgot about the melody, but I, I but I always have my phone to keep it like yeah. that's there as like a bank of things that I'm working on in my head. And so like as I was working on Logic and I was flipping these drums up, playing this guitar and stuff, I was like, man, I could probably do. We need to stop. I was like, ah, that's those chords. And so that's how that song came uh-huh. about. Was me thinking about that melody and being like, oh, that's what that melody is. Yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's funny how songs just come together and it's almost like the un- uh, subconscious is like always working on it. Yeah, I know for a lot of people that a lot of times like with songs, a lot of it is like listening to music. Yeah, like helps. But for me, I think. I think it used to be like listening to a bunch of music and be like, oh man, I got this new reggae thing. I heard listening to a lot of reggae. Uh, yeah. For me now, it's mostly the absence of music. But, yeah. Because so much of, of when you hear a bunch of music, I feel like you're trying to just make what they did. Right. So I just need to not listen to anything and just kind of just think or do whatever. And then in that, the idea will kind of just like wander in. Yeah. yeah. I, I have definitely heard a lot of musicians say like similar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but I mean, it's, it's both sides. Like you hear people that, you know, that, uh, you know, that I, I do believe also that like, there's nothing new under the sun. And yeah. Mm-hmm. You hear a song like TLC Waterfalls, then you listen to McCartney too. <laughs> and you're like, well, when that melody came from, you're like, oh, they took it from Mark Paul McCartney. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So there's a fine line between inspiration and, and imitation. Uh, with regard to other people's material, but yeah, I mean, I I just want to have a song that sounds like waterfalls, and I was like, I, first two chords sound the same, <laughs> <laughs> not the whole song. 
Yeah. Uh, well, what what is uh, you know the you know you're releasing this new EP mm-hmm. uh, in a month or so, um, heavily anticipated by uh, many people. <laughs> the Crawford King, such as me. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you got you got any plans after the EP or? So, you know, I got, you know, so, like, I'm doing the EP, right, at the least, um, and I've got some shows coming up. Yeah. One is going to be with Mel Crosby uh, and a band yeah. called Gems. Uh, one of the shows is going to be with you, for the realism, and some other artists. Oh. Yes. I, I, you oh. already knew this, so it's not, <laughs> it's not a surprise. You know, like, oh, shit, the first time for me? I'm heard about this shit. No, this, <laughs> this is completely, you knew about this beforehand. Uh, I did. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, do some shows of it. Uh, kind of a, a brief background on the operator. Like, I, you know, I'm reading this book uh, called How to Make It in Music, which which is mm-hmm. kind of it's, it's kind of a silly book because the making music stuff keeps changing every like year. Yeah, so you gotta keep insane. updating the shit every year. Uh, but you know, they're kind of saying you know, like, um, as they're saying like every musician should have a thing you know like if you don't have a thing mm-hmm. you're kind of just, like, just a dude who plays music you know right so um the operator sort of has a theme with it um i really like a lot of quiet storm stage and stuff like that i think that kind of that format's really interesting yeah um so sort of the operator sort of perspective of this is a person playing a radio broadcast yeah and these i mean these songs are requests but the, the songs are like you know are me like i'm i'm the requested songs uh so each of the, like the, the two songs that you know we've done like you know without you and um, with what's going down, they all kind of sort of have like a radio aspect to them. Like what what's going down starts with like a click, meaning someone clicked a button that ends with a click going to the next yeah. thing. Or without you has you know starts with like a phone vibration and has that you know. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah. I think there's some kind of like relationship between you know that quiet storm, like late night radio. Mm-hmm. It, you know the the operator's all alone in a way, but then you know people are out there listening and maybe calling in like. So there is like a connection, and I think the bedroom pop thing is a little bit the same. Like you're making tracks often by yourself at yeah. home, mm-hmm. putting them on SoundCloud or whatever, and yeah. putting them out there in the world. And you know, maybe you hear back. Maybe you, you know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you don't. <laughs> you often don't, but uh, but I, yeah, I think I think it really. I think what really what comes from is like I really like. Uh, I think the more I'm listening to music, I really like nighttime music. Yeah, like I like I like sunny la 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 like stuff like you know like <laughs> at the Beach Boys type stuff as much as yeah. I do. Uh, um, but at least a lot of the R and B I like is really nighttime stuff. You know, like I really like yeah. I I I I vibe with music the best at night. Same like long car drive stuff like that. Um, or just you know just like headphones on like kind of in the sort of like I'm trying to go to sleep, but I'm not really going to sleep. I'm just checking out this music. So like, yeah, nighttime music is the best vibe for me. Um. And so essentially, like, this music is kind of making, like, nighttime jams, you know? Yeah. Songs that, like, you know, even, like, what's going on, even though it's kind of a, a faster tempo, it's very much like a late-night party type of song, you know? Yeah. 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 Almost, music almost sounds different to me during the day, and it can almost be, like, grating sometimes. It's, like, I think, I think much. For, for music for me in the day, it's it's not that, like, I, I think for me in the daytime, I just don't, I don't actively listen to it. Like I just, mm-hmm. it's daytime. I'm working, or some, something's happening where music is just like a background thing. Yeah. And nighttime, my brain yeah. is is a bit more relaxed, and I can actually like really like attentively listen to music and like really get into it. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about uh, what are some of your your favorite all time albums? 
All time, man. You you had a tough question. <laughs> it's just sixty minutes. Um, unranked, unranked. Yeah, unranked, unranked. Uh, that's okay. So, I think that it, it constantly changes for me. But I think uh, the ones I like the most are the kind of the ones that have a very steady groove. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I do like jazz and stuff, but those chords. I, I think the thing with jazz and stuff is that those chords kind of get too crazy that you kind of lose sight of the rhythm they change too much sometimes yeah Yeah. and sometimes a person's just like trying to dance like i can't do this shit yeah (laughs) Uh, so for me um the ones i really like a lot i really like um what's going down oh what's sorry not what's going down what's going on (laughs) my own shit is my favorite no uh what's going on by marvin Gaye is like probably one of my favorite records um it's just it grooves from front to back it's just Uh immaculate like with when like white people talk about Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, I'm like, that's great, but what's going on is <laughs> is the shit. Like, uh, so that one, um, so this is not ranked. Uh, probably, I'm gonna say my. I think I think I still think the best pop record I've heard. Um, and 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 okay, and I, I'm not listen. I like I love Off the Wall. I love Off the Wall. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. One of the best albums I've heard. I think it's better than Thriller. Yeah, people are gonna be mad at me at that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's better than Thriller, but I'm gonna also say Phil Collins' Face Value mm. is a perfect pop album. It's like uh-huh. personal, but there's like great songs in there. It's just like really, you know, it's just like it's just it's so easily accessible and so really exciting to hear. Like it's just I I come back to it. And I'm like, man, it's a good album. Yeah. Um, Brothers by the Black Keys. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm sure people are tired of hearing talking about that. I always make posts about it, but yeah, Brothers of Black Keys is just steady grooves. Uh, it's just I I, could, I think I've listened to I think I listen to it like every two months, and I never get sick yep. of it. It's just my it's one of my favorite albums I've ever heard. Um, are we doing like top five or just like this is just like uh we could do top I, five. I'll do, I'll do two more because yeah, you don't yeah. want to be able to, the episode is just a bunch of lists. Um, I'm gonna also say. For me, Jamie Cullum's first album is really important for me. What's that one called? Twenty something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think something really interesting. I really have a so- a really big soft spot for like the American Songbook, like those like yeah, those songs are written in like the the kind of the Tin Pan Alley era mm-hmm. type stuff. I love those songs. Like, um, those melodies are amazing. Um, and like I kind of as, as much as I like I, I like writing the stuff I do. Sometimes I wish I could like write one of those songs because it's just i feel like if you can write one of those songs really well then you can write anything that came after it, it feels like that was like the height of like songwriting craft yes. like lots of chords the bridge goes to a different key but it feels so natural Dude, yeah, like, and, yeah. and, and then that album he you know he, he's doing all these all those kind of songs like what a difference a day made he's doing, uh-huh. like singing in the rain like uh what is it, another one um uh i think he's doing like um I could have danced all night for my fair lady, which are like uh-huh. all these Roger and Hammerstein, yeah, you know, uh, Cole Porter songs. But he's doing them in this really modern context, um, and it just like made me, it just made me really appreciate like those songs. And like, yeah, I in like I kind of just appreciate because probably vocal jazz too. But like that album, like really influenced a lot of the stuff I like, and also just like singing wise, I think that album really influenced a lot of uh-huh. uh, of what I kind of do too. Nice. Um, and then probably a tribe called Quest Midnight Marauders. Hell yeah! Probably like I, um, I, 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 it's as far as my favorite hip hop album. I do like Nas's Omatic a lot. Yeah, but I really, 
I really got to be in the mood to feel like it's 94. Like, <laughs> I really got to feel like I'm on a subway train about to get robbed. Life's a bitch. Yeah, life life mm. is a bitch. I got I to really feel, I got feel, to feel defeated that day. So I, so Midnight Marauders, I think is like an album I can just put on like at any time. And I'm just like, oh yeah, we're grooving. We're yeah, I think this. Tribe Called Quest is definitely just like feel fucking good Yeah, music. it feel good. There's still, yeah. there's still bars there. You know, there's still barbells that, uh, yeah, there's, there's really, I, I like it though, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, well, how about modern artists? Who who are you most inspired oh, by? Oh, modern people. Let me take oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, uh, modern artists, that's a good question. Uh, I haven't thought about a lot about that, but I'll see what I can do. Um, I'm going to say, uh, as far as bedroom pop stuff, there's a guy named Stu mm-hmm. Woozy. Mm-hmm. Really good. Uh, he's like, does lots of his bedroom. He kind of has a strong R&B influence. Um, I'm going to say... One of the women influenced by uh, <laughs> resort realism. Yeah, Woo! gonna plug your guys' band. Yeah. I think you guys really inspired like just that. Check it out. That dude, that album is, is awesome. It is. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I, I really just really love that album a lot, and and you guys' music. Um, I'm gonna also say there's someone else I'm forgetting, but oh, Anderson Pack. Yeah, dude, he's he's, he's so good. He's so bad. He can play anything. I'm glad he's getting more exposure to like with the Bruno Mars stuff because I'm just like y'all need y'all sleeping on this guy. He's so good. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that's so talented. You're just like, fuck. Why am I making music? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of me making music? Uh, yeah. And then like I guess even like to some extent of the of the probably like Billie Eilish. I know you don't like Bad Guy. Uh, I think it's a horrible song. Yeah, you, 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 I think it's a, should be called Bad so- Bad Song. There, oh. There's a bunch of people listening to this who are just like, so I, I turned it off after he said that guy was that. <laughs> That's why I turned the podcast off. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I, I think the Bill Eilish thing, um, I think she's a good artist. And I think I think as far as her bedroom pop and studio recordings, I think it's kind of inspiring to see someone like do all that stuff and win like album of the year and win like so many Grammys and kind of it kind of makes it a point. You don't need to like spend like a thousand dollars on like three hours of studio time you can like make something just as good as in your uh your bedroom you know yeah yeah, yeah. no i'm with you yeah you played you played the track uh my future, my future. Yeah, yeah i was i was blown away by that it's really, it's really good i I, th- I think you, i think what you gotta do is man you gotta give that you gotta give that music a chance you know you just heard a bad guy on the radio yeah you yeah. berating that shit <laughs> yeah um well cool any any anyone else making music today uh anyone else i'm trying to think there's there's uh PJ Morton. He's in Maroon Five, uh, where mm-hmm. he's kind of doing a thankless job. Uh, <laughs> it is because like you, you forget he's in there because he's just doing uh-huh. the keyboards. Uh, but he's so good because he's like a very like, kind of modernized, you know, Stevie Wonder type. Does song. he play with anybody? Else? Does he play a Volpec a little bit? No. Or, or no one else? Was he no. on that video you showed me of the the gumbo? Yes, that that's his album, Gumbo. Yeah. Oh, that's his al- oh, that's that's album. Oh, yeah. oh, that's him. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. So that's I really like PJ Morton stuff. Really good. Very like. Sort of like Stevie Wondery type vibes. Um, really good artist. He's from New Orleans. Uh, yeah. I think as a New Orleanian for the longest period of time, there wasn't a lot of artists that like I liked from New Orleans. Like we had like Lil Wayne, like Louis Armstrong, stuff like uh-huh. that. But like no one that like I connected with personally. I was like, yeah. it's fine. But like now with like you have you know PJ Morton. Um, you also have John Baptiste who's on the Late Show, and like those guys are just making like some cutting edge R and B funk. Yeah, jazz type stuff, and I just like I really appreciate like the stuff they're doing for this. Yeah, city. it feels like the whole lid got blown up, open off. You know, I, I guess it's just a label, but Neo Soul. It seems like just when you think that, you know, the Ummer, like Soul Quarians had like mm-hmm. done it all, 
just new people come up and do stuff that's even more exciting and yeah. creative. I th- it's it's I think the whole Neil Soul thing is interesting because like it's people don't know to label it sometimes. But Neil Soul, or is it alternative R and B? What what right. is it? You know. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I I think those are artists who really like. Um, that kind of really inspired me to like kind of do the stuff you know that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I got a few more questions. Okay. Um. So you you're from New Orleans, but then you were in. Hattiesburg, correct. Mm-hmm. But now you've moved to Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what's it, what's it been like playing music in different places? And and you know, can you say a bit about the scenes and the different cities? And um, yeah, I I I've well, been from New Orleans. I didn't really like play music that much because I was like, um, I didn't I didn't really start playing music live until I went to college. Uh huh. I was I I played like the talent show and shit in high school. <laughs> I, I sung and I was like it was fine. Um, but I didn't I didn't really play music till I got to um. Uh, to college, uh, I'd say, um, and people Jack would probably be mad. Jack would be mad, but I think Hattiesburg has the best scene in, in all Mississippi. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, I, I think what it really is is just a really lot of openness to any sound. Um, there's yeah. a lot of different bands there. There's my band and the Quickness. There was a really great band called Friends Fly South. They do like instrumental jazz. There's a my favorite bands of all time called Nasians. Do like a very Radiohead sounding type stuff. Uh-huh. There's like uh, this chick named uh, Bibby Lee Bree. She's really good, amazing R&B singer. And there's just a really openness to different artists. Um, and I think, I think what it is, I think there's not really a lot of, I think because because essentially the town is so small. There's like really only, at this point, there's one music venue, the Thursday Hippo. Um, wow. Yeah. So because you know, as through COVID and everything, one venue recently burned down. Some closed Damn. the doors after COVID, so there really is one venue that there's hippo and Brad, who is the owner, does a great job of like just like letting you know different artists play and like just liking music as a whole. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't feel like it, it, I feel like it doesn't feel like the gates being kept. It feels like if you were any yeah. artist, you can just like play, right, you know, and people will probably dig it, you know. Yeah. So I and I also think I've bet met some of the best musicians. In my life in Heidelberg, like my wow. my good friend uh, Jaime Jimenez, he played in the other two tracks. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I'll say I'm biased, but I think that dude's like a like a fucking keyboard wizard. Like, I'd have him play on anything, and I'd be like, make it turn to butter. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a keyboard player, oh, I I also know Jaime now. Um, yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like, oh shit, I'm not, I'm not tracking song that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, I just think there's a lot. I, I I think I think when people think about the South, um, they think they kind of write Mississippi off. They immediately think of it like, oh well, you know, they don't want to talk about that state. Uh, um, but there's so much good music, and and just like in in that state, and those and like especially Hagberg, there's just so many great musicians. So many people uh-huh. who are just so slept on, and just they kill it every time. Yeah, and like every time I play there, it's just it's great. Everyone comes out. It's such a great sense of community. Like, it's like, what, what genre you're playing? I don't give a fuck. I'll buy it. Like, it's, I yeah. love it about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's a plus of, of being in smaller places is that, is that you're not allowed to be like selective or, or like elitist because it's like, they're not enough. Pe- we got to be in this together. We want to have a scene. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah you got to yeah. be open. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I'm not going to badmouth Jack's Mississippi, but yeah. I, that's somewhat is kind of like, you know, it's, I think it is a whole in Mississippi because it's a, it's a state that people kind of write off all the time. I think if, yeah. there's, if there's any elitism in the state, it kind of help, it help, hinders more than helps. Right, because right. Because the state already needs a fair shake of getting music out. And so if you kind of want to be like, no, we don't, this is what music we want to do is out here. It's like, well, then we're never going to get shit out. No one's going to ever recognize the state for music because, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are kind of holding the line of what needs to be coming out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, well. You didn't ask about Birmingham. <laughs> I, I did ask about Birmingham. Do you want to say anything about Birmingham? Oh uh, yeah, Birmingham. Um, I love I love the scene. I uh, you know, I, I originally came here. Obviously, I'm doing a podcast, City in the Sound. Um, yeah. And uh, coming here the first, you know, year pretty depressing because I couldn't do music because of COVID and stuff. So I just wanted to like, yeah. I was like if I if I can't do music, I'm at least gonna talk about music because I yeah. love it. Um, and so like I've met like met really great friends, met you guys with Realism, Sways, uh-huh. uh, Black Plastique, Mel Crosby, uh, Richard Daniel, Lanil, um, uh-huh. and there's just so many great artists. Uh, and bands and everyone's been really welcoming and nice you know like supporting local artists and just supporting stuff um i just i really dig it i really dig like i also like it because like being a hagsburg a lot of it was a very small town so a lot of big bands would like come through Mm -hmm. um with here you know there's like big values like saturn and um avenger brewing company we actually get to see those bigger bands and it's it's just nice to kind of just experience that you know and just like just kind of have that you know culture like in the city yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah i think the scene of birmingham is great it is definitely s- slept on, as mm-hmm. I say. Yeah, uh, yeah, tons of tons of great artists. Yeah, I guess you could say kind of the same issue with um, not not as much as Hattiesburg, Mississippi, because you know Mississippi's a state, right off. But it's kind of just the idea of like, like you know, because like Birmingham's right in the middle between you know um, Nashville and Atlanta, right? Yeah. right, right in the middle. Um, and those are, those are, th- are themselves two big, more majorly important music towns. You know, right. one for country music, right. one for hip hop. Um, and so there's kind of all that cross pollination is filtering down. I never thought about that, that way, but for sure, yeah, it's kind of between these two poles of you do have great hip hop artists in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and you do have this great sort of folky, folky, folky country, country yeah. sort of thing too. Yeah, so um, I think it kind of filters down from that, and I think um, there's a lot of great music there, and um, you know, I think people should take notice. You know, of that scene. I think they should. Uh, being from Alabama, yeah, we definitely you know get a bad rap and get pigeonholed too. And yeah. People, you know, they expect everything to sound like, you know, what was the band called? Leonard Skinner. Leonard, this, they're, from Florida, <laughs> they're from Florida, too. I don't even know why the fuck they, they, they're know. the Alabama band. I know, right? It's like them and the Allman Brothers are like, yeah, it's the South. Like, you're both from Florida. You people aren't from the South <laughs> anyway. Florida's his own thing, man. Yeah, it's, it's Eastern Standard Time. It's stupid, so. Yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. Um, well, anything... Uh, you know, is this EP we've been talking about? Is it leading up to an LP, maybe? Or um, so for, for right now, um, this EP is called the Operator. You know, right? Which is yeah. um, is you know, is the perspective of the radio station of the or the, uh, the the, uh, the operator, the station host playing the songs, right? Um, so there's gonna be a follow up EP that'll come out next year called The Caller. Oh, which is the person calling in requesting the songs? Yeah. So uh, I don't want to give a, too many details okay, about that cool. based upon the songs that'll be on there, but be a lot different vibe than kind of the songs that are on this one so. love it man yeah. i i didn't i didn't even know those details yeah so high concept stuff high concept man it's crazy you got <laughs> outside the box crop you don't know yeah. what's going on <laughs> yeah uh well cool anything else you want to say to uh your your listeners of your um podcast? yeah my listeners uh you, you know this is the studio the sound. no um yeah you can you know the what's going down is is out right now there's a video directed by it's duncan dope. it's dope uh, without you is also out too. Um, we, we produced it, dope. Um, you can follow me on IG, uh, brother Josh. Um, you know, and stay tuned. More music coming, more shows and stuff. And just you know, stay tuned. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. I think we got you know, really, really got deep in there and talked about some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Been yeah. good. Been a pleasure working yeah, with you a, on, the ch- pl- on the. It's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Craw- King Crawdad. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. 
Uh, all right. All right. Over and out. I want to thank Crawford for interviewing me on today's episode of the City of the Sound podcast. And if you guys haven't already, check out What's Going Down, the video out now, as well as Without You, which is also out now. I want to thank you guys for being listeners, and I hope you guys like the songs, and stay tuned for the next episode. Have a good one. This is the City of the Sound Music Podcast.